Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Hey, Pinch Punch. It's Wednesday, August 1. Welcome uh, to the, Daily Walk. I'm Becky Oliveira. I'm also super immature. And I, Javid Oliveira, that was uh, my thing. Uh, so that's why I was looking forward to August yeah. 1. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm the one who speaks first. I know. I always speak first. I know. I I I sense that. I sense that. And then you pray. Yeah, let me pray. (laughs) All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for the beginning of a new month. Uh, For uh, some of us on this side over here, Lord, uh, we've got school starting for a lot of us in a few weeks' time uh, for kids and uh, a lot of changes this month taking place and ask for a blessing on all the ideas that we have or for everything that's going to go on today, for the text that we read as well. Bless us and give us insight. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And when you say on this side over here, do you mean the side of the world? Yes. Okay, just curious. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, We are reading from the English Standard Version again, Romans 6, 1 through 14. Dead to sin, alive to God. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin, once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. Can I just ask a question? Hmm, Yeah. When it says, do not present your members to sin as instruments, what does that mean exactly? You you whole self, what you do. Your members? Yeah. Like your fingers? Yeah, your whole body. Okay, the parts of your body? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Just curious. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the questions for today. I, uh, here we go. I- Icky is bringing this question again. Uh, how can your praxis of baptizo become more meaningful in life um, beyond a baptism, a water baptism? How can your practice of baptizo so become more meaningful in life? So means practice of kind of transformation. Yeah, beyond a water baptism. Yeah. Having been immersed and having come out differently yeah he wants it to be more than what you said you know remember the earlier in the week you were talking about the idea that like you get baptized and nothing changes and he says well how do you make well, it no, more I, than I get that? that everybody would like it to be that way i'm just saying that uh, i yeah. remember being baptized yeah and i remember that i was the same afterwards that's good i remember being the same as well 
Uh, but I also remember... And I, I don't remember that being a terrible thing. It was okay. No, but I also remember... I mean, I remember my baptism as well, and I remember the joy as well that I had afterwards, and I remember all that kind of beauty. I also remember Monday going to school and telling my kids, and I, I went to just a... Uh, I wasn't a Christian school, as some some people are aware of, and, and I just remember that uh, my friends knew about it because I told them I was getting baptized, and I remember them, uh, some of my friends teasing me about this, and uh, one of them pushing me and saying, hey, you know, you can't do anything about that, and I reacted mm. to that, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, reacted in a way that I shouldn't and have reacted. And felt terrible, except that, again, that's an example. Yeah. Was that sinful? Is merely standing up for yourself against someone who's being a jerk... Is that is that a sinful action? Are you supposed to? I know Jesus says turn the other cheek, etc. But I don't know that he's saying. Well, turn the other cheek is a little bit more com- a little bit more complex was. than just literally turning the other cheek. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that you have to because you've been baptized. That suddenly, you have to let everybody come and punch you and just be. I don't think it's asking for that. But kind of a wimpy person. <laughs> I don't think that's what we're asked to do, and I think it's actually off-putting to a so lot what, of people. So what we should do is actually is arm ourselves. No, I didn't say that. Uh, I, no? You know, I quite yeah, don't yeah. agree with arming so, myself. So then, so then what is the appropriate response? This is, this is the difficulty, right? It's like the what complexity would, what would of what... I don't know what response. Like, uh, we think, we always think of everything like there's what a Christian would do and then there's what a non-Christian <laughs> yeah, would do. Yeah, I like that. I mean, Actually, I like people that. people kind of do the same thing. I like that. And there isn't always a distinctly Christian response to everything. Sometimes, and yet, you know? and yet there could be. Okay. There so could be. What would the distinct There could Christian be. Response? Like, I mean, well, I actually think that what Christ wants us to do more than anything, uh, and in that situation, what I could have done in that situation, which was not to push back on that kid and, and to, it was actually to, to stem back down. I didn't have to. I didn't have to push back on the kid. And he wouldn't have done anything more than it. I mean, I but don't I, know I don't as a think... kid what you would say. As an adult, you could just look at somebody and say, you know, what is it about? The fact that I'm making positive changes in my life that threatens you. That would be yeah. a curious thing. A few years later, when I was like you know, 13, um, I was like stronger and capable of not actually pushing back. And so when a kid punched me in the face, I was able to like just kind of like stand it. Yeah, I'm not saying I think you have to fight back, but I'm yeah. saying I think that just kind of doing the, <laughs> you know, smiling and just being nice. Yeah. Being a nice person all the time about everything doesn't really address issues you're not you, that's not really kind or anything it's not really reaching somebody or trying to kind of recognize their humanity or bond with them in any way no being nice is just a way of avoiding conflict yeah I, I agree and i think that we actually we do need to embrace part of the conflict that we have and part of the tension of what we have and part of the anger that we have as well but i think this is what paul is trying to say inside this text here, is that you have to die to the old self that you are united with christ here that you you belong to him and you have to let this rain on your body this this kind of like this this thing that's got control of you to be to be set aside and live a new way so I think Icky's question actually is a good question that it's asking us, what does it look like to live beyond a water baptism, a, a spirit baptism? Yeah, is I, every day. I agree with that. Of and every day. To yeah. Live a better life. Yeah. And thinking intentionally about what that means. But I think that actually doesn't come just by us deciding. I think it actually comes by us giving our will over to Christ every day and saying, may, may the Spirit of God, like, you know, when we're doing this for today and praying through the scripture and thinking about the text and saying, all right, well, what does it really mean for me? And how do I apply this to myself? And I, I think that it's really simple things. Um, 
uh, one of the simple practices that I try to do, uh, and I've seen this done with many people, is just to review your day with God. Mm. And if you review your day with God and you talk to God about what your day was like, uh, it's really incredible how much God reminds you what was good and what wasn't good because the Spirit does talk. And I think that actually is self-reflective, but it's also you listening to the Spirit kind of guide you through that day. And I think that's beyond just saying, hey, I got baptized, you know, when I was 11 years old or 10 years old or 15 or 20 or whatever it was. And and, uh, it's living beyond that. I think as a community, we are called to be more as well. We're called to belong to something greater. So that's why baptism is not private. It's uh, And I, I think Icky points that out in the Daily Walk as well, mm. that it's actually a communal practice. Um, it's actually belonging to accountability to each other. Mm. I think that's actually a really good thing as well. So beyond water baptism, yeah, I, I think we belong to each other and we have to hold each other accountable. And I think that actually helps us actually grow, which is what I think God, Paul wants us to do here, right, uh, all the way through. So you consider yourselves. I, when I was reading the text again, I wrote down something here. Yeah, he says this. I love this verse 9 when he says, death no longer has dominion over him. I love how Paul says that about Jesus because therefore we can claim the same thing as well. And I think that's what baptism is. It's, it's a claim saying, I, I claim the same thing, that death will not have a reign over me as well. Like right. literally and spiritually. And well, I think one thing we can do is not get too trapped in the habit of thinking that the day that you've just had is kind of the sum total of who you are. Yeah. Because I think we I always think so. if we've had if we've been really good on a day, then we think we're good people. And if we've yeah. had a bad day, we, we kind yeah. of think this day sort of sums up everything. It's the yeah. most recent thing that you've done. So it feels more significant. Yeah. And there's a difference, you know, there, there's an element of the uh, you know, the emotional joy and the the mental the mental joy and the scent and so it's the mind and the heart. Uh, coming together that have to be in sync and they grow so i don't think baptism is start i mean communion is in fact celebrating the lord's supper is in fact uh, a revisitation of this baptism for us all the time so think about it today then uh so let me just repeat that question for us how can your practice of baptism become more meaningful in life beyond water baptism and uh, look after each other live love and we will connect tomorrow Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.